Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. So today's special session, we are going to look at the Ark of the Covenant or the prescribed way or the due way. Amen. One of the things the Ark of the Covenant teaches us that there's a due order or there's a prescribed what? way when it comes to God. It teaches us that there is a due order and that is the secret if you are going to work with God. Amen. You must understand that there is a due order or other versions the word the prescribe what way. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Um, but before we begin to look at the Ark of the Covenant, there are three scriptures I want to remind us about. I want to remind us about so that as we look at the Ark of the Covenant, we don't take it for granted or we don't think this is not necessary. Amen. Every single word, every single statement, every single story in the Bible, right from Genesis 1 to Revelation, is important. It is as important as it was as it, it, it is important today as it was. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. I want us to remind ourselves with three, these three scriptures before we look at this one. Subject, the Ark of the Covenant or the due order. Second Timothy 3 verse 16. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Mm -hmm. says, all scripture is full of breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, Correcting and training in righteousness. Amen. So note, he said, all what scripture is God breath. Mm -hmm. So he didn't say some. He didn't say New Testament or Old Testament. He said all, whether new old, whether it's in uh, Leviticus or it's in what? John. He said all scripture is what? God what? Breath. Other versions say all scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And it is useful what? For teaching. For rebuking and for what? Correcting. Amen. And for training in righteousness. Let's look at another one in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. So never be deceived of that Old Testament, New Testament twisting or delusion or deception of the enemy of many Christians that have got it wrong. Amen. When you are reading the Bible, it doesn't matter whether it's Old Testament, New Testament. You hear, you will never hear me saying Old Testament or New Testament. Because whether it is Old or New, whether it is Leviticus or John, whether it is Romans or uh, First Kings, it is of the Holy Spirit. All scripture is what useful. Romans 15 verse 4. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Uh -huh. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. Mm -hmm. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Amen. Amen. So it said everything that was written in the past mm -hmm. was written to teach what me and you. Yes. So today as we are coming to look at the Ark of the Covenant, it's not an old school, it's not an old testament. It was written because of me, what? And it was written to teach what? Me and you not where uh, it said for everything written in the past. Amen. Mm -hmm. Last scripture on this first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. 
First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. Amen. So he said, these things, all the things that have been written in the Bible was written as a warning what? Mm -hmm. Unto us. So everything you see, when you see Sodom and Gomorrah, it's a warning to us. So matter of fact, was written because of us, meaning the same thing will apply to us, the same thing we are dealing with, the same thing what will be dealt with. Amen. So the reason why we've read these three scriptures is to remind us, as we look at the Ark of the Covenant, that it's not gibberish, that it's not in vain, that it's as important today. Even today, it's much more important than the past. Because with the past, they knew it, they had it. If it wasn't useful, the Bible would know what? Put it down. Amen. Amen. Someone give the Lord another clap of For he is a good God. Amen. Amen. So now we are going to look at the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. Uh, in Mark, uh, in Exodus chapter 25, verse 10 to 22. Uh, producer, maybe now you can put the Ark of the Covenant on the screen. So we finish reading the scripture. I'll let you know. So let's open our Bible to Exodus 25, 10 to 22. So in Exodus 25, 10 to 22, God himself, Almighty, asked Moses to make an Ark of the Covenant for him. And I want us to read it and get the details. So let's read it. Uh, Exodus chapter 25, 10 verse 2. It's still on your screen so that you can familiarize yourself with the Ark of the Covenant. 10 to 22. Yes, Exodus chapter 25, 10 to 22. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Exodus 25, 10 to 22. Mm -hmm. Let them make an Ark of Acacia. So no, this is God speaking. Uh -huh. Two and a half cubits long. Mm -hmm. A cubit and a half wide. Mm -hmm. And a cubit and a half high. Overlay mm -hmm. it with pure gold both inside and out, and make a gold molding around it. Cast four gold rings, gold rings for it, and fasten them to its four feet, with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings of the size of the ark to carry it. The poles are to remain in the rings of this ark. They are not to be removed. Then put in the ark... The act, the tablets, put in, put in the act, the tablets of the covenant law, which I will give you. Make an atonement cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and a cubit and a half wide, and make two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. Make one cherub on one end and the second cherub on the other. Make the cherubim of one piece with the cover at the two ends. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upwards, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim are to face each other, looking towards the cover. Place the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark of the tablet of the covenant law that I will give you. There above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's, let's still have the ark of the covenant. So that's what you can see. So God said to Moses, this is God himself. He said, make me an ark of what? The covenant. So this ark of the covenant was what? Was designed by what? 
God himself. The design was detailed. God showed the material that was to be used. He said acacia wood. Mm -hmm. Acacia wood is one of the strongest wood in the world. It does not decay. We have different types of wood. So acacia belongs to the wood that does not decay. It's very strong, very hard. Amen. And he said, lay it with what? Gold. Amen. Amen. Now, God gave the measurement of it. Amen. Amen. And he even showed that they are to put the covenant, that what we call the Ten Commandments, mm. in the what? Ark. So the ark, that's what you see on the screen. That is the ark. Amen. Amen. And note, there are key points I want you to know. Note what he said. God said that the pose, he should put pose on the side of what? The mm -hmm. Ark of the Covenant. And note what he said. He said, the pose must never be removed. Do we remember we read it? Uh -huh. He said, the pose must never what? The pose remove. The pose at what? Remain and not what? Remove. Meaning, never should the pose be what? removed amen. amen praise the lord jesus now you can take the ark of the covenant word out amen. amen why did god ask why did god ask moses to make this ark of the covenant he even said made the cherub two of them make their statue on top of the ark the same exodus 25 verse 22 we read told us the reason he said god says because that is where I will meet you. Let's read the 22. Exodus 25, verse 22. Mm -hmm. There above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commandments for the Israelites. So by God said, now do this ark. And he said, I will meet with you over what? The ark. Mm -hmm. Meaning the place that I will meet you, if you want to see me, if I need you, you find me anywhere except what on top of what the ark of the covenant and say there i will speak to you and give you all what mm -hmm. the scriptures the words commandment for what israel mm -hmm. so it means that the, the ark of the covenant from this scripture is the meeting place mm -hmm. where god meets what moses remember in context god then did not meet anyone he only meets moses and give whatever to Moses, and Moses give what to Israel. So the Ark of the Covenant was the place where God meet and release and speak to us through what Moses. Mm -hmm. So look at let's read Numbers chapter seven verse eight nine. Amen. Mm -hmm. Numbers chapter seven verse eight nine. You see that in Numbers chapter seven. Wow, verse eight nine or eight to nine. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure of eight nine. Amen. <laughs> 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 you see that in Numbers chapter 7, 8, 9, he said that the way God spoke to Moses is from the ark of the covenant. God's way of, of speaking to Moses was from what? The what? From the ark of the covenant. No, not in, but on top. Numbers chapter 7, 8 to 9. Oh, oh, sorry, Numbers chapter 7, 89. verse 89. Yes. Okay, let's read Numbers chapter 7, verse 89. Numbers chapter 7, verse mm -hmm. 89. When Moses entered the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he heard the voice speaking to him from between the two cherubim above the atonement cover of the Ark of the Covenant law. In this way, the Lord spoke to him. Amen. So he said, when the, Moses entered into the temple to speak to God, he heard God spoke to him. Where? 
from the ark of the covenant but this like he said this is in this way god speaks to him so this is the way god speaks to moses as we have read it so the way that god speaks to moses is from what the ark of the covenant it's not a surprise god himself said to him that is where i would speak what to you amen Amen. let's read numbers chapter 17 amen verse 3 to 4 Numbers chapter 73, verse 3 to 4. The reason why we are reading it is stated clearly. You see that the meeting place of God and Moses, or God and humanity, was where the Ark of the Covenant was. It wasn't anywhere, just where the Ark of the Covenant. Now, I'm just telling you about the Ark of the Covenant. So take your time. It will build up. Amen. Amen. Okay, Numbers chapter 17, 3 to 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Numbers chapter 17, verse 3 to 4. Mm-hmm. On the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name, for there might be one staff for the head of each ancestral tribe. Mm-hmm. Place them in the tent of meeting in front of the ark of the covenant, where I meet with you. Amen. So he said to Moses, he asked Moses to bring the staff of all the people. But he said, place them what? In front of the what? Ark of the Covenant, where I what meet with you. So where is God's meeting place? On top of the Ark of the Covenant. So what does the Ark of God Covenant mean so far? It is the place where God meets Moses. That's their meeting place, nowhere else. So it is the place where humanity, Moses, meet with God, divinity. So the place that intersects between the spiritual realm and the physical realm for we Christians was where the ark of the covenant is that's why we read we read the scripture god said make it for me there i will come and speak to you he said make it for me and the bible said there most god speaks to moses and god said our meeting place the base amen i'm sure many people used to have a meeting place when they were dating amen praise the lord jesus so you you see clearly from numbers chapter 17 verse 3 to 4 that the place of meeting where god meets moses he did not meet moses anywhere except where the ark of the covenant on where on top between the cherubim on top of the ark of the covenant wow why we will come to that amen but what i want to start so it means in context when you move the Ark of the Covenant, God will not meet Moses. There's no meeting place for God. In context, it means that the moment the Ark of the Covenant is not there, God will not speak to Moses. There will be no what communication between God and Moses, between God and what humanity. Because that was the meeting place. God said that is where he will speak to Moses. That is where they meet. Please, do we understand? Now note, we are not looking at the temple, the tabernacle, but when you study the tabernacle, there were three sections of the tabernacle. If you don't know the tabernacle, forgive me, but I've taught from the tabernacle. We have the outer court, the inner court, and the holies of what? Holies. Now, the Ark of the Covenant was in the holies of holy. It wasn't in the holy place or the outer court. So in the holy place where you go, the only thing you find is what? The Ark of what? The Covenant. And that is not on top of it. So the meeting place wasn't in the holies of holies. It was on top of what? So it is that Ark of the Covenant that was in the holies of holies that makes the holies of holies what? Holies of holies. Please do you understand? 
But clearly we have seen that where God meets Moses, their meeting place, where divinity meets humanity, were on top of what? The Ark of the Covenant. And clearly we have seen that the Ark of the Covenant, God asked Moses to do it so that he will meet him and be speaking to him what? Mm. Then. So when we read First Samuel, let's read it. Chapter 4, verse 22. Amen. First Samuel chapter 4, verse 22. Let's read it. So now from First Samuel chapter 4, verse 22, you will see that the Ark of the Covenant carries the glory of God. The glory of God is the presence of God. Uh, let's read First Samuel chapter 4, verse 22. Amen. Amen. First Samuel chapter 4, verse 22. Mm -hmm. She said, the glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured. Amen. So, a time came, the ark of God was captured. But when the ark of God was captured, what is it? It said, the glory of God has departed from what Israel. Why? How can you say the glory has departed? Because the ark of God or the ark of the covenant has more captured. Other versions say ark of the word testimony. Meaning the ark of covenant, as you saw it, carries the glory of God. Was the, glory, the glory is the presence of God. It shouldn't surprise you. That is the meeting place. Of divinity and what humanity of God and Moses, the intercession was between God and Israel because to Moses received Israel will not have anything. So the ark of God also represents, from what we read, the glory of God, which is the presence of God, and it is that presence that many are lacking today. Many churches are lacking the presence of God, many homes are lacking the presence of God. Many pastors are lacking the presence of God. You can be anointed, but you lack the presence of God. Because, you see, the gift and the calling of God is irrevocable. But the presence of God is not irrevocable. It's, it's not a gift. It is God himself being with you. Amen. But anyway, we'll come to that. So please, I hope we understand clearly what we are reading. Amen. Wow. Should I drive on? Yes. Okay, I can hear them say I should drive on. By my faith, yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to show you bits and pieces about the Ark of the Covenant. All this is to build up so that you have a clear picture and understanding of the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Amen. So that when we look at our main reason for studying this, which is like four scriptures, you will understand it. Amen. So now let's look at bits and pieces of the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Numbers chapter 10 verse 33. Numbers chapter 10, verse 33. Numbers chapter 10, verse 33. The reason why we are reading Numbers chapter 10, verse 33, you see that whenever... Okay, let's read it first. Numbers chapter 10, verse 33. Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 10, verse 33. Mm -hmm. So they set out from the mountain of the Lord and traveled for three days. The ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them during those three days to find them a place to rest. So in the three Bible says when they were this was after they built the Ark of the Covenant, when they were going, the Ark of the Covenant went what before them. Meaning the first thing that is before them is what? The Ark of the Covenant. So the entire Israel followed what? The Ark of the Covenant. We are not surprised because we know it is the presence of God, isn't it? Okay. Now when you read the same numbers, chapter 10, verse 35, look at what Moses says. Amen. So there are a lot of scripture. You see that in Israel, when they were moving out, anywhere they go, it is the Ark of the Covenant that followed them. Mm -hmm. and, and that goes before them. The priest will 
carry the ark of the covenant and will be before the end. They will all be. So it means the ark of the covenant was the first thing. If as you see Israel, Christians come, the first thing you see is what? The ark of the what? Covenant. Amen. Mm-hmm. 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 Numbers chapter 10 verse 35. Whenever the, the, the set, whenever the ark set out. When, not the word whenever, meaning the ark is set out several times. So whenever it set out, how does it set out? It goes ahead in front of the people. What does Moses do? Moses said, rise up Lord. May your enemies be scattered. May your foes flee before you. So he said, whenever this is secret to the accept up, must you say, rise up, Lord. May your enemies be scattered. And may your foes what? Flee. Wow. Why we say that when the accept of when the act begins? Because we know that the act of God is the covenant is what? The mm-hmm. presence of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Rise up, Lord. And may your enemies be scattered. And may your enemies be, uh, may your foes flee before you. Yeah. Wow, there's a psalm that says, Let the Lord arise, mm-hmm. and may his enemies be scattered, mm-hmm. and may his foes flee. This morning, may the Lord arise, Amen. and may your enemies be scattered, Amen. and may your foes fall. Because say, your enemies shall be his enemies Amen. in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. So we are looking a bit and piece about the mark act of the covenant. So you could see that even the enemies of God, which are the enemies of Christians, scatter and run because of what? The ark of the covenant. Wow. Then this box is very, very mysterious, isn't it? Wow. Let's read Numbers again. We are looking at bit and pieces. Numbers chapter 14, verse 43 to 45. All this is just for you to understand the ark well, to have a clear idea so that you get the message of the ark of the covenant. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Numbers chapter 14, 43 to 45. Amen. Numbers 14, 43 to 45. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from the Lord. He will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up towards the highest point in the hill country through night. Neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Homer. Amen. So Israel was going to war. And this time the Bible says the Ark of the Covenant did not go with them. And what happened? They were defeated. Yes. They went without the Ark of the Covenant and they were defeated. So it means that the Ark of the Covenant was part of what? Their victory in their warfare. Remember, we read the scriptures that says the Ark of the Covenant goes ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And whenever the Ark of the Covenant set off, Moses says what? Let the Lord what, arise and may his enemies be what? Scattered. And this time, the Bible said the Ark of the Covenant didn't go some. Moses didn't go some. And still they went without it and they were what? Beaten. Meaning the Ark of the Covenant carries the power to grant us victory over what? Our enemies. Wow. We need to find our box. Amen. <laughs> it's not a box. It's an Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now let's read. Let's read. Look at Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. We are looking at 
bits and pieces about the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. So Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 to 4, you could see that it indicates that the Ark of the Covenant brings direction. Show Israel where to go or where to, like, how to get to their destination. Mm -hmm. Joshua chapter 3, 3 to 4. Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. Mm -hmm. Giving orders to the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carry it, you are to move out from your position, positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. So Joshua said to them, listen, You've never been here. You don't know where we are going. But when you see the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant, when you see the Ark of the Covenant going, wherever you are, just begin to follow the Ark of the Covenant. Because you don't know where to go. In other words, by when you follow the Ark of the Covenant, it will lead you to where we are supposed to what? Go. So the Ark of the Covenant by this lead or leads Israel. Make them know where to go. It's like, just keep an eye on it. As long as you see, just follow it. Since you do not know where to go. Since you do not know where you are. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the Ark of the Covenant from this scripture is also like a compass that shows the people of Israel where they should go. Because remember, they've been in Egypt their whole life. And now they're in the desert. This is now they are going to their promised land. They don't know anything. They were laborers in Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. Amen. Amen. So many will not be even skillfully what? Trained. But I said, just look at the ark and just what? Follow it. Amen. Now look at Joshua chapter 3, verse 14 to 16. We are looking at some of just some bits and pieces about the ark. Just to realize, to open our spirit being to know that this, this ark of the covenant is much more than just what? A box. Of course, if God himself designed a thing and gave instructions, the materials and how to build it, then you must know that that thing is holy and it carries the power of God yeah. and it serves its purpose. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's look at this interesting thing, the Bible. Joshua chapter 3, verse 14. Yeah. So when the to people... 16. Joshua chapter 3, 14 to 16. 14 to 16. Mm -hmm. So when the people broke camp to mm. cross the Jordan, the mm -hmm. priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is in flood all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zerathan. While the, yes, the system. Mm -hmm. yeah, while the water flowing down to the sea of the Araban that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Amen. So Bible said, now Israel, they are moving to their promised land. Now Israel had to cross what? The Jordan River. And Bible said that summertime, the time they were to cross the Jordan River, the Jordan River was full and was even what? Over flooding what? Eight bands. Meaning you cannot walk in it. Everyone who try will sink. When a river is full, full and overflowing it becomes deeper yeah. it is not only deep but it has a strong what current yeah. but the bible said note the priest of course the ark of the covenant was in front of them but the bible said as at the moment the priest carrying the ark of the con, uh, covenant 
stepped foot into the what river, yeah. he began to seize and begin to drive and make what yeah. way. So what caused the river Jordan to divide just like the Red Sea for Israel to pass through was the Ark of what the Covenant. Meaning, as long as the Ark of the Covenant is ahead from ahead of you, is in front of you, where there is no way, a way will be made. Because there was no way they could go through the river Jordan. And Bible was clear. See, the moment they stepped foot, the priest carried the Ark of the Covenant, the water was divided and it stopped flowing. Amen. And look at the seven. Read the three verse seven for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua chapter 3 verse 7. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel. Sorry, let's rather read Joshua chapter 4 verse 10. Mm -hmm. Joshua chapter 4. No, sorry, read the 17, 3 verse 17. Sorry. <laughs> we read the 16, read the 17. Joshua then we read the 4 to 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. The priest who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground mm -hmm. while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Amen. Now read the 4 to 10. Mm -hmm. um, chapter 4, verse 10. Yes. Chapter 4, verse 10. Mm -hmm. Now the priest who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people just as Moses had directed Joshua. The people hurried over. Amen. So the Bible said the priest remained in the middle with the ark of the covenant and as long as they had the ark of the covenant and they were standing, mm -hmm. the water wasn't coming yeah. and all the people were crossed. Mm -hmm. When you continue to read, after the priest left, the river came back. Wow. And this was because they were carrying the Ark of the what? Covenant. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible said the Ark of the Covenant should what? be ahead of them. Mm -hmm. We are looking at bit and piece of the Ark of the Covenant. Now, when you read the same Joshua chapter 6 verse 11, mm -hmm. if you know the story of Jericho, great. If you don't know, forgive me. So the story of Jericho is when God destroyed the walls of Jericho, a stronghold that no army is able to break through. It is clear many people are aware of it that they went around the seven days and blew the horn. Mm -hmm. But the main power was the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. So the Ark of the Covenant was involved in bringing the stronghold of the walls of Jericho mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Just read the Joshua chapter 7 verse 11. Joshua 7, 6 verse 11. Yes, sorry, 6 verse 11. Mm -hmm. Joshua 6 verse 11. Yeah. So he had the ark of the Lord carried round the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to come and spend the night there. The only reason we read this is for you to know that they used the ark to go what? Round. Mm -hmm. And note, we all know that the ark is always what? Mm -hmm. In front. Yes. So when the ark of the covenant is present, strongholds will crumble. Yeah, it will crumble. This is just some of the bits and pieces of the Ark of the Covenant. We read these bits and pieces for you to see the Ark of the Covenant in action. And also to stir your spirit up so that you will desire the raw message. As I said, the raw message is like four scriptures, just four scriptures. But in order to understand that four scriptures, you must know about the Ark of what? The Covenant. Amen. Uh, now, when we read First Samuel, when we read, I'm very excited. I don't know why. <laughs> when we read, when you read First Samuel chapter five, verse one to seven. Uh, I mean, when I'm doing my Bible studies, I mean, when I'm reading things like this, 
it's like it's like dessert. Like right now, as I'm preaching, I see myself now in the spirit around the table. It's like I'm eating apple whilst I'm I'm looking at these particular stories about the Ark of the Covenant. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it it to me it's interesting. It's mysterious. It's Amazing. refreshing. It's it's mm. glorious. Wow. Amen. Amen. When you look at First Samuel chapter five verse one to seven, a season came. A long time came. And Israel was in rebellion to God. They were living in sin. So God left them. And they went to battle and they were defeated. And the Philistines captured and took the Ark of the Covenant. Remember, they know about the Ark of the Covenant. They knew about it. They knew God. Anywhere Israel goes, they take it. Remember, it is the first ahead of people. We read that it brings what? Victory. Now, when the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant, guess what? It tormented them because they are not Israel. Holy God cannot dwell in unholy people. So you see that when the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God went to the enemy, it tormented them. But when it's with you, victory. You see, so when we meet and there's the presence of God or you carry the presence of God, the demon will flee. Let's read it. First Samuel chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. We are still looking at bit and pieces of the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. First Samuel chapter 5 verse 1 to 7. Yes. After mm -hmm. the Philistines had captured the Ark of the of God. Which is the Ark of the Covenant or the Ark of the Testimony. Uh -huh. They took they, um, the Ark of God. They took it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then they carried the Ark into Dagon's temple and set it beside Dagon. Mm -hmm. When the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, there was Dagon falling on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. They took Dagon and put him back in his place. But the following morning when they rose, there was Dagon falling on his face. On Amen. The ground. So they took the ark of the covenant into their, their temple and they put it right in front of their God, their idol. But when they wake up in the morning, their idol has fallen down, face down, bound to the ark of the covenant. They, they thought it was a coincidence, so they replaced it again. The next day, the same thing. So, meanwhile, the act, what, what was the act of the covenant? The presence of God. So, meaning, as long as the presence of God is there, every niche about devils will fall, demons will fall. It, it, but it takes the presence. Amen. Finish it for me, the one to seven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the following morning, when they rose, there was Dagon falling on his face mm -hmm. on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold. Only his body remained. That is why to this day, neither the priest of Dagon nor any others who enter Dagon's temple at Ashdod step on the threshold. The Lord's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod and its vicinity. He brought devastation on them and afflicted them with tumors. When the people of Ashdod saw what was happening, they said, The ark of the God of Israel must not stay here with us, because his hand is heavy on us, and on Dagon our God. Amen. So the Bible said, when the enemies, the Philistines, who are not Israel, who are not Christian, took the ark of the covenant into their temple, the Bible said, God's hand became what? Heavy on them, and tormented them, and striped them with severe what? Sicknesses. Wow. It was just... It's not just a box. Now we know it's what? An Ark of the Covenant. We know it carries what? Power. If it doesn't carry power, why would it torment
condemn them. Why will it what brings? But note, he was doing good to Israel. Yeah. But he was destroying what? The enemy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Look at, let's read the same first Samuel, Samuel chapter 6 verse 19. Amen. Amen. First Samuel chapter 6. So it got to a time. Now the people saw that they are being destroyed because of what? The ark of the covenant. No, they were the enemies of God. They were Philistines. Mm -hmm. So they sent the ark of the covenant to Israel. Amen. Mm -hmm. And now when Israel saw it, they were happy. And they took the ark of the covenant. But look at what happened. First mm -hmm. Samuel chapter 6 verse 19. First Samuel chapter mm -hmm. 6 verse 19. Mm -hmm. But God struck down some of the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh. Putting 70 of them to death because they looked into the act of the Lord. The people mourned because of the heavy blow the Lord had dealt, had dealt them. Amen. So these people, they were Israel. But the Bible said God killed what? 70 of them. Why? The Bible said because they opened to look into the act of the covenant. It sounds harsh, but this is where my message starts. That why would God kill them for looking into the how, uh, into what? Ark of the Covenant. We understand when he destroyed the Philistines. But why would strike what? Israel. For looking into the Ark of the Covenant. Because it has a lid, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Put that one there at your left side. Or in your right pocket. We'll come to that. But I want us to read something in 1 Chronicles chapter 13. Now, 1 Chronicles chapter 13. David, when David became king, the Ark of the Covenant was captured during the time of King Saul. So then the people of Israel, uh, the Philistine, took it and he began to destroy them and they brought it to Israel. But a tribe had it. And 70 was killed. So he was in someone's house. Saul was aware, but he never went for it. Anyway, he died. So when David became king of Israel, you know, David knew of the Ark of the Covenant. So he needed the Ark of the Covenant at his house. In, 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 uh, he needed it in Jerusalem, where it's supposed to be. So this is David going to bring what? The Ark of the Covenant to its rightful place. Remember, the Ark of the Covenant was meant to be in the what? Tabernacle. It was meant to be in the holies of what? Holies. No one was supposed to go to the holies of holies. Even the priests were not supposed to go, except the high priests. And even the high priest was not supposed to go there anyhow. So it means no one was supposed to even see it, to look into it. But these people went to what? Look into it. But let's read. First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 1 to 17 first. Mm -hmm. First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 1 to 7. 1 to 12. 1 to 12. 1 to 12. Mm -hmm. 12. Yes. David conferred with each of his office officers the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. Mm -hmm. He said to the whole assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it is the will of the Lord our God, let us send what word far and wide to the rest of her people throughout the territories of Israel, and also to the priests and Levites who are with them in their towns and pasture lands, to come and join us, 
Let us bring the ark of our Lord God back to us, for we did not inquire of it during the reign of Saul. The whole assembly agreed to this because it seemed right to all the people. So David assembled all Israel from River Shiho in Egypt to Lebo Hamath to bring the ark of God from Kiriath Jerem. David and all Israel went to Balau of Judah, Kiriath Jerem, to bring up from there the ark of the God, the Lord, who is enthroned between the cherubim, the ark that is called by the name. They moved the ark of God from Abinadab's house on a new cart, and with Uzzah and Ahio guiding it. David and all the Israelites were celebrating with all their, their might before God, with songs and with harps, eyes, tambourines, cymbals, and trumpets. When they came to the threshing floor of Kidon, Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah and he struck him down because he had put his hand on the ark, so he died before he died there before God. Then David was angry because of the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah, and to this day that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of God that day and asked, How can I bring the ark of God to me? Amen. Amen. So Bible says now David has become king. And so he said, listen, Saul neglected the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. But I say, he called the whole nation. He said, let us go and bring what? Mm -hmm. The Ark of the Covenant. Isn't it a good thing? Yes. It is a good thing. Then he called the priest. Then he said, Bible said, he made a new cut. Brand new cut to understand cut. Let's say a new van. Mm -hmm. Or a, a new yeah, van, truck. Or trolley, but this one is pulled by what? Horses or donkeys. Amen. So he made a new one. And Bible said they went and picked the Ark of the Covenant and put it on. And Bible said, look at the crowd. With dancing, they were coming. They were bringing the Ark to where it's supposed to be. In Jerusalem, the city of David, where he was. And Bible said the ox stumbled. So the cart balanced. And the ark was about to fall. And Uziah, Bible said, he touched it. Isn't it a good thing? It is. He was preventing it from falling, isn't it? Mm. But when he touched it, Bible said, God became what? Angry at him and killed him. Why? Because God was already angry at them. He was angry. So when he touched it, he was angry the way they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant. But he had no excuse to strike. Because no one, even though they are violated, no one's violated. So the moment he touched it, what? God strike him, what? Dead. And Bible said, David became afraid of God that day. When you read the Bible, Bible said, David has been afraid of God. But in that day, he became really afraid of God. He said, I cannot take this again. We leave it here. I can't take it. Now we've seen that someone, Israel, of Israel, went to look into the ark, 70, dead. This guy tried to what? Dead. The ark was in on the cart. Why? Why? All they were doing is good. Why? Why? But there's a twist. Because when you read the same, the same, let's read it. The same First Chronicles chapter 13 verse 14 when they were afraid because they did not because of that they did not continue to bring the ark 
to Jerusalem, the temple, and they put it in Obed's house. Bible says Obed prospered because of the ark. Read it for me, please. First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 14. First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 14. Uh -huh. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed Edom in mm -hmm. his house for three months. Mm -hmm. And the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. Amen. So they left the ark in Obed's house. But Bible said God blessed him and his household and everything what they had. Because the ark was there for that three months. Ah, but the same ark killed someone when he touched it. But this is it that it was in someone's house and is rather blessing them. Why? What is missing? Things do not just happen. They are always cause. I always tell my children, I always tell them that computers do not make mistakes. They, they are quick to call that the computer say, computer do not make mistakes. Before you call me, what have you done wrong? What have you to connect there? You've connected wrongly, or what have you typed, or what have you pressed on? You understand? Things happen. For reasons. Mm -hmm. Why? Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So this is it. David is now king. He said, I have to bring the Ark of the Covenant back to the tabernacle mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem is the city of God. Mm -hmm. Mount Zion. So he said, let's go for it. And they went for it. And with joy and gladness, they were bringing it. And the person just touched it. And the person died. And David came back. No, David was a prophet. David was a priest. David wanted the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem. He knew the Ark of the Covenant must be in Jerusalem. But on the way bringing the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem, there was an accident. What should it happen? An indication that something is wrong. The Ark, remember, is the presence of God. Yeah. It carries the power of God, the glory of God. So they took the house to the nearest house, Obed's house. The ark to the nearest house, Obed's house. And Bible said the man began to prosper. And later when you read, Bible said they came to tell David that Charlie, Obed is prospering because of the ark. But the Bible said David went to inquire, find out why that thing happened. And the Bible said, David got to find out the reason. And the reason was that the Bible said they do not obey the instruction that governs the Ark of the Covenant. The Bible, the King James put like this, they do not follow the due what? Order. They do not, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the NIV put like this, um, yeah, the King James said due order. The NIV said the prescribed way. Read it for yourself. Now let's read the same First Chronicles, but let's read from the 15, chapter 15, verse 1 to 3. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same First Chronicles. Read what? Read the verse you were reading. It's okay. Oh, okay. Just read it for me, please. First Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 1 to 3. Yeah. After David had constructed buildings for himself in the city of mm -hmm. David, mm -hmm. he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Mm -hmm. And David said, No one but the Levites may carry the ark of God, mm -hmm. because the Lord chose them to carry the ark of the Lord and to minister before him for forever. 
David assembled all Israel in Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to the place he had prepared for it. Amen. Amen. So no, this is the second time. Remember, the first time they put it on a cart. Yes. Yeah. But this time he said, no cat, mm -hmm. no donkey, but the Levites mm -hmm. are to carry what? The ark of what? The covenant. Mm -hmm. Let's read the same First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 12 to 14. Why is David now saying the Levite must carry the ark of the covenant? No one should carry it, no one should touch it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Why is, has David changed it? Why no more cats? Mm -hmm. First Chronicles 15, verse 12 to 14. Mm -hmm. He said to them, You are the heads of the Levitical families. Mm -hmm. You and your fellow Levites are to consecrate yourselves and bring up the ark of the Lord, mm -hmm. the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. It was because of you, the Levites, did not bring it up for the first time. Not because of you, Levi, for the first time, eh? Mm -hmm. The reason why we couldn't bring it out, eh? That the Lord our God broke out in anger against us. Mm -hmm. We did not inquire of him about how to do it in the we did not. Way. We did not find out, inquire how to do it in the prescribed way. Read it, just that bit, the King James. The King James used the word, the due what? Mm. Order. So there is a due order. There was a due order that they were supposed to do it. So then we found out the due order. And he said, you Levite, you are the reason why the first time we couldn't bring it. In other words, you are the reason why that man died. You are the reason why the 70 died. Because we did not bring it about the prescribed way. The King James said, the due order. Read just that bit for me. Just the, fifth, the 14. First Chronicles 15, 15 14. Uh -huh. 14. 15, 14. Mm -hmm. Says, uh, so the priest and the and the Levi sanctified themselves to bring up the ark. No, the thirteen he says. Mm -hmm. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. Not after the due order. Now what was the due order? Let's go back to the beginning. When the ark was constructed, when God spoke to Moses about the ark, let's find what the due order is, what the prescribed ways. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. Amen. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. Mm -hmm. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi. He set apart the tribe of Levi. Mm -hmm. To carry the ark of the covenant of the Lord. To carry the ark of the covenant. Mm -hmm. To stand before the Lord to minister and to pronounce blessing in his name as they still do. So when the Ark of the Covenant was made, that day God separated the Levites to carry the Ark of the Covenant. So when you look at the Ark of the Covenant, when we saw you see that it had four posts. Can you display it quickly? So meaning four people are supposed to carry it. So the Ark of the Covenant was to what? He set them up to carry it. God did not want the Ark of the Covenant on the cart. It wasn't the order. The order was that it has to be carried on the shoulders of the priest. But when David and Co. went for it, they put it on a cart. While the due order was to carry it. So he went to find out and he realized, no, we made a mistake. Even though what we were doing was right, there is a prescribed way. There is a due order when it comes to God. And without this due order, no matter what you try to do for God, will not be acceptable. 
they were bringing the ark to Jerusalem, they did not follow the prescribed way. And that is what led to what? The casualty. Many Christians are doing things, good things, but not on the prescribed way. God has a prescribed way. There is a due order. There is an ordained way for everything with God. So look, let's read. Let's go back to 2 Chronicles again. Amen. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 2. Then we read the 15, 15 verse 2. Then we read the 15. So you see that over there now, the priest put it on their shoulders. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 2. Uh-huh. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 2. Then you come to the 15, verse 15. Mm-hmm. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. 15, 15 verse 2. Verse 15. Yeah. 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles. Yes. Oh, I thought it was 2 Chronicles. No, 1 Chronicles. It's 1 Chronicles we've been reading. So 1 Chronicles. Remember we read the 15 verse 1 to yeah. 3 and 15 verse 12 to 14. Now we are reading the same 1 Chronicles 15 verse 2. 1 Chronicles 15 uh-huh. verse 2. Then David said, no one but the Levites may carry the ark. No, the this Lord. is after David has gone to final. I said, no one but what? The Levites. The first time he didn't say the Levite. It was on the cart and everybody was around him. Remember the first time I went to call the entire nation. Everybody was around him. That's why the guy touched. But this time I said, no one what by the Levite. Because what? He went to find out. And he realized that the, it is only the Levite that has what? Set apart. Uh-huh. Because when you read the two after you jump to the 15. Mm-hmm. Because the Lord chose them to carry the ark of the Lord. And because they were chosen to carry the ark of the Lord. The cart was not chosen. God. Okay, jump to the 15. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. Mm-hmm. And the Levites carried the ark of God with the poles on their shoulders, as Moses had commanded in accordance with the word of God. So now, when they the second time, now they carried what? On the poles on their shoulders, as what? Commanded according to the word of God. So the second time they went on on what? The prescribed way, the ordained way. This is what God has showed me. And one of the main things the Ark of the Covenant teaches us that it has power everything. Our God has power. But the challenge is many are not dealing with God in the prescribed way. Never forget this. There's a due order. There's a prescribed way and you cannot do anything against the prescribed way. No matter what you do which is good with all your heart, if you don't go about it the prescribed way, it will not yield. They made a new cut. They went to sacrifices and they were bringing it, but they did not do it according to the prescribed way. The way they were doing it even looked better. It even looked more than because it was on a cut, a new cut. But that wasn't God's prescribed way. So he rather brought what? casualties. The prescribed way was that it should be on the shoulders of the Levites. No one what else. And when they did it the prescribed way, he brought peace. If you continue to read, he made it what? Way. What is the Ark of Covenant teaching us? It is teaching us that there is a prescribed way. There is a due order of doing things with God, 
of working with God until we begin to do things in God's, God's prescribed way. Note, we read, he said they did it according to the commandment of Moses received by what? The word of God. So the prescribed way is not what I think. The prescribed way is not how I want it. It's not what you think. It's not what you want. When it comes to God, it is how God has ordained it. When you don't go about the prescribing, you are saying that you are wiser than God. You are saying that you know better than God. Because you are saying that God is a fool to ask us to do it in this way. There is a prescribed way. One thing God has shown me among others, why many Christians are suffering. I mean many Christians are suffering. Many at times, it's God, they are doing everything but not on the, by the prescribed way. So you are bringing the cats, which is a good thing. But the, uh, sorry, you are bringing the Ark of the Covenant. Which is a good thing. You are bringing it to Jerusalem, which is a good thing. It's supposed to be in Jerusalem, but hold on, it must be on your shoulder. And you put it on a cart, so there will be casualty. It will not reach. For example, everything offering like this, offering, the Bible says, if, the, if you give out of free will, then it's acceptable. So if, even if you give five pounds out of free will, it is acceptable. If you give 100 pounds out of enough free will, it's not acceptable. It is the free will that will make it. So first of all, you want to do it. But then it has to be a free will. A lot of things in the Bible, like prayer. Say the persistent, persistent, fervent prayer of the righteous, available man. That is the prescribed way, not just prayer, not just every now and then. The persistent, fervent prayer of the righteous, available man. Like you want to know God, not that I want to know God, no. Say if you seek me with all, all, all thy heart. You shall find me. So the prescribed way to find God is to seek him with all your heart. You love God. You love God. You can say you love God. You can say you do this. It might not necessarily be accepted. Because say, if you love the Lord thy God with all thy might, all thy heart, and all thy soul, the prescribed way, the, order, the, the due order is all. Bible says, even if you, you, you give yourself to somebody without love, it costs 90. So all I want you us to understand that there is a prescribed way. This is why we have to be diligent. This is why now we must stick to the word. This is why my, everything must be the word. We are in a season, in a time that we must do everything. Ditto, ditto to the word. Other than that, all the things we will do, no matter how good it is, it will amount to what? Nothing. Because we are missing on the due order. We are missing on the prescribed way of God. Even, even many of us, see, even men, many of us, we, we know how we like our food. Even, especially many men, if our wife cook the food for us, how we don't want it, we complain. I know men who don't know it. You said, you said I, but he knows that I don't like my food like this. He knows that I like my chicken soggy and he has made it dry. They won't eat it. Even me and you, how much more God? You are preaching. How much more God? So there's a prescribed way. And this prescribed way called for diligence. And the only way you will be diligent is word by word obedience. Not what you think. That's why the statement, one of the statements I don't support is, uh, how do you understand this? Uh, is, what is the word of God saying? Because your understanding doesn't matter. My understanding doesn't matter. It could be wrong. It is what is the word saying? The word is plain. It is there. It is there. It is there. If the Bible says that shall not kill, you do, how are you going to understand? That shall not kill means don't kill. No matter how you understand, it means do not kill. Finish. 
So look, the Ark of the Covenant is all powerful. It brought them victory. It made way for them. It led them as long as it was on the shoulder of the Levites. When they put it on the cart, it brought disaster. When they look into it, it brought disaster because they were not meant to even go closer. Not the Levites are to carry, they are to be ahead of the people. So how do you get closer for you to go and open and look in? There's a due order. We come to church. Many of the things the pastor do, lift up your voice, lift up your hand, lift up your right hand. You think it's fun. No. Many a times direction. Many a times it's leading. Let's stand up, then people are sitting. Let's lift up our two hands. That is where someone do like this. Everybody be quiet. That is where someone is praying. Hey, after church you can pray. Since you came to church, you couldn't pray. Now that the pastor said, everybody be quiet, I'm praying. I'm ministering to you. That is where you are praying. All I'm trying to say, there's a due order. That's why the Bible says, if you seek me diligently, if you obey all my commandments diligently, because there's a way. God has a way he likes his soup. He has a way he likes his steak. And he's greater than me and you. So when we give him our his steak as we want it, he won't eat it. And who loses? We. So we have to grow and mature in the Lord, with the Lord, and come to a place that it is no more doing the thing, but doing it in the due order. Going about it in the prescribed way. We have to come to the place that no more carrying the ark, bringing it, but carrying it on our shoulder. God knew there were horses. But I said, it must be on what? The shoulders of the priest. That's why when we're looking at the ark, I said, remember the word. Do not remove the pole from it. So the pole was there for it. You think God doesn't know why? He said, never move the pole out of it. Why did he say that? Because he knew that whenever it has to be used, it has to be lifted. That is how they would carry it. That's why I said, the pole must never be removed. It must forever be in place. You think God doesn't know that we can all be in our house and worship you and say there's a church, there's a gathering? You think God doesn't know that everyone will know the word and he said there are teachers, there are pastors, there are prophets, there are evangelists, there are apostles? It's not the same more. Let's not be wiser than God. See, this Bible, I'm a pastor. Matter of fact, the Bible itself talks about other books in existence. The Bible talks about, for example, the book of Kings of Kings, the books of Jedha. The other books the Bible talks about, that things in the Bible has been recorded in. It's in, in, in the Bible. So there are a lot of things. But listen, this is all you need. But I'm saying this to tell you that whatever is written here, don't forget this. It's of absolute importance. Every word, every sentence is of absolute importance. That is why we read those three scriptures from the beginning. There is a due order. My prayer is that today, your eyes will open. Amen. Bible says, David went to inquire. That you will inquire from the word or from your pastor, the due order. There's a way to come to church to serve. There's a way. There's a way. You don't just come to sing. You just, just then come to preach. You don't just come to lead prayers. There is a due order. 
You sleep all night and you just wake up. You don't pray anything. You come and stand in and say you are leading prayers. Well, you know, when you came, you are down spiritually, you are cold. You are coming to lead that. You have to bring fire. People are serving God without prayer. You can't serve God without prayer. You even, even if your work is straighter, you cannot treat for God without prayer. Backing it. We are the Bible says everything by what? Prayer. And you want to be fruitful. You want to be fruitful. No. Let's not be wise. Everything you are doing for God, even worship, there's a prescribed way. You name it. Everything, there's a prescribed way. Even preaching, there's a prescribed way. Everything is there. There's a due order. And if you don't follow the order, do you know what it means? You are out of order. So the reason why those people died, they were out of order. You will say, this is nothing. Okay, judge, it's God, judging man. You, you deal with God. I'm, I say something, I'm not wiser than God. So if God says something, it's something. They were out of order because the order was that they shouldn't even get closer for they to what? Touch it. They shouldn't even get closer for they, them to what? See what is in it. To open to see what is in it. The order that it shouldn't even be on what? The cat. Remember we read the scripture that Joshua said the priest should be with the Ark of the Covenant. There should be a distance. About 200 something between them, isn't it? Remember we read it. When you say wherever you see that, so how did you get closer to it? So there's a due order. That's the message. The message today is listen, there's a prescribed way. Read that scripture again for us, the 13. The one that says there's a due order. Read it in the King James. Read it in the NIV. Read it in the Amplified. Amen. For us, please. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 15. Verse 13. You can also open your Bible. I would like you to meditate on it and pray to God that as you are walking, the reasons why, because one of the things God has shown me, I'm grateful to God. He speaks to me why many Christians struggle. And one of the things that He has shown me, those that you see, it starts with obeying His word. But sometimes people are obeying His word, but they are still struggling. Then you see that many a time if they are obeying His word and they are still struggling. Even though they are obeying, they don't go about it in what? The due order. They don't obey or do the things in the what? Prescribed way. I gave you medicine. You are sick. You are sick. I am the doctor. And I gave you medicine. I said, drink this medicine morning, afternoon, evening. For seven times what? Uh, for seven days. And you go, you take it morning. The next day, you take it evening. And after seven days, you come and say, I took the medicine, but still I am sick and the sickness is worse. You see, you took it, but not in the prescribed what? way. What was the prescribed way? Morning, afternoon, what? evening. You think the doctor is not wise, he does not know why he said morning, afternoon, evening. If only morning will serve, will he say morning, afternoon, evening? Aha. Uh -huh. Like uh, many of the what we, uh, ant uh, antibiotics we say. They will tell you that take it, they will tell you that don't stop it. Because when you stop it and you are not healed, the, the, the bacteria even get stronger. Yeah. Read it again. That's the whole message. Now remember, the message is this. There is a prescribed way. There is a due order. The NIV say prescribed way. The, 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 the King James say due order. There is when it comes to God. 
You want to carry the presence of God? The presence of God is different from the anointing of God. It is different from the gift of God. It is different from the gift of the Holy Spirit. The presence of God, hey, there's a prescribed way. There's a prescribed way. It must be on your shoulder. The shoulder stands for strength. So you cannot serve God without using strength. It comes with strength. 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 When strength comes, it means tiredness. When I was being ordained, when I was being ordained, when they were pouring the oil on me, they were pouring oil on me, they, I was being ordained. One of the, um, my mother-in-law, when she took the oil, instead of her to pour the oil on me, she poured it on my shoulder. She poured it on my shoulder, on my shoulder. And the Lord says, she wants strength, strength. And I remember one pastor or one guy, ignorant, I was telling her on the head, she gave her a warning. She knew what she was doing. Strength, strength. Let read it again. Amen. Mm -hmm. First Chronicles says, verse thirteen. Mm -hmm. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought Him not after the due order. Why? Because at first we did not sought Him after what the due order. We didn't do it after what the due order. Amplify or NIV. Because mm -hmm. you did not carry it as God directed the first time. Because the you did not carry it as God directed it the first time. That was the cause of your casualty. Uh -huh. The Lord our God made an angry outburst against so us. So God was against us. Mm -hmm. For we did not seek him in accordance with the ordinance. Because we did not seek, we did not go about it in accordance with the ordinance. Ordinance is what he has ordained, concluded. Is the same due what order NIV. It was because you, the Levites, did not bring it up the first time mm -hmm. that the Lord our God broke out in anger against us. Mm -hmm. We did not inquire of Him about how to do it in the prescribed way. Because we did not inquire of Him how to do it in the what prescribed, prescribed way. way. Believe me, when it comes to God, there's a prescribed way. Mm -hmm. That is when you see, for example, when you are struggling to pray. You are far. Because now, as you begin to pray, now you begin to be prayerful. Now the next stage is how to do it in the prescribed way. But, yeah, there is a prescribed way. But if you are not started praying, if you are not prayerful, how do we even teach you what? The prescribed way. The message for today, as we study the Ark of the Covenant, is that there is a prescribed way. It's that simple. If you don't follow the prescribed way with God, when it comes to God, you will suffer, suffer what? Casualties. Because why did they suffer casualties? We just read it. Say because they did not do it what? In the prescribed way. That was the only reason. That was the only reason. And God was annoyed what? With him. You, you, want, you say you're a worshiper. You are a singer. You want to sing for God. God says sing. You desire to sing. Okay, come and sing. And you come to church on and off and off. How can you say? Have you seen any choir or any single worshiper who doesn't who miss services? If the basic is attendance, even there's a prescribed way. There is a prescribed way. I want you to lift up your voice and pray that God should open your eyes.
to know his prescribed way, especially in your era of difficulties, in your era of suffering, and, and also ask God to make you diligent now as you deal with him, as you walk with him. Lift up your voice and open God. Uh, ask God to open your eyes. Um, open your eyes uh, to know uh, to identify to be aware uh, of his prescribed way uh, of his prescribed way uh, of his ordained way uh, of his ordained way uh, of his due way uh, of his due order material uh, lord grant us the grace uh, grant us the insight uh, grant us the understanding uh, just as david went to inquire and he found out uh, that they missed it uh, that they did not go about it uh, in the prescribed way today we are also in but praying to you uh, that may we know the prescribed way, uh, may we know the due order, uh, may we know the way uh, that you have ordained uh, for things to be done uh, in order to receive your glory, uh, in order to have your glory. Uh, Lord, we also ask uh, that grant us uh, the grace, uh, the discernment, uh, the attitude uh, of diligence. Uh, let us be diligent with you, uh, let us be diligent in our ways with you. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. That is why learning is important. As a pastor, I'm always learning. Because there's, there's an ordained way. There's a prescribed way. There is a prescribed way. There is a prescribed way. And unless you don't want it from God, unless it has no God to do with God, unless it is not God, then unless you go by the prescribed way, it will amount to nothing. It can even cost you rather. It can cost you rather. There's a prescribed way. We can go from scripture to scripture. I can show you even sacrifices offered. It all tells you that it has to be done in the prescribed way. Marriage, there's a prescribed way to marry. There's an ordained way. There's an order to marry. In marriage, there is. To be rich, to be successful, to be blessed, there's a prescribed way, there's an order. Many a time when people are struggling, Christians say, they pray and they fast, many a times God will show you what to do or what not to do. And many a times it sounds vague to them, some cannot believe, some don't want to accept it, they are still stuck in their way. Many a times what they don't know is that the prescribed way they miss, that is what God. David, David bringing the ark back to Jerusalem. All, all he had to do was what? Let the priest carry it on what? Their shoulders. That one and getting horses and cattle. Which one was cheaper and which one was easier? That one. That one. It was, that was the easiest. Father, I thank you for your people. I bring them before you. I've spoken to them about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of Covenant. It's your glory. It's your presence. It represents your glory and your presence. Lord, if we have you with us, if your presence will be with us, then we must follow your prescribed way. Many are suffering, even though they are obeying your word, because they are not following your prescribed way. They are not aware of the ignore or they've taken for granted the due order. Lord, I ask that out of your mercy, in the name of Jesus, by your spirit, show us the prescribed way. All aspects of our life, wherever we are struggling with, show us. Show us your prescribed way. Show us your prescribed way. 
Lord, give us a heart of diligence. Give us eyes of diligence. Give us a diligent hand. Give us a diligent feet. Give us the attitude of diligence. And by diligence, may we know your prescribed way. Today, have mercy. By this prayer, we also inquire. Show us, teach us the ordained way. The ordained way. The ordained ways. There are many. Especially in our case. Why we are suffering casualties. Why we have casualties. Why we are struggling with things that we've been praying for you, to you about. Things that we've been obeying your word on it. If we are still struggling on it over years, then we are missing a prescribed way. Have mercy and show it to us. Holy Spirit, help us by showing it to us. By pointing it to us. For you are the helper. Help us. Today, before you, God, we say we are blind. Before you, God, we say we don't know. Before you, God, we say we won't see. Before you, God, we say even if we see it, we won't recognize it. Therefore, open our eyes to see. Show it to us. Cause us to recognize it. Cause us to discern it. May we not be all seen by blind. May it not be said of us that even though we see, we do not see. And even though we hear, we do not hear. Save us from it. Save us from it. Save us from it. Things does not just happen. For there are rules that governs the heaven, your word says. Anything that is happening in our life, against our life, being spiritual or physically, Lord, whatever the reason, whether spiritual or physically, make it known unto us. Make it known to us that this day, today, our heart is that we will know and understand your prescribed ways, your ordained way, your due order, that we may follow it. We thank you for answered prayers in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Someone give the Lord a clap offering. We believe you have been blessed by the teachers of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.